This is the Marked Podcast from Life by Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West and Elizabeth Heineman. Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how he has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We are so glad you joined us today. Y'all, we are so excited about this episode today. It's going to be really different. It is. It's so fun. We actually got to record a live podcast. For the very first time. Yes. And so we were at the Life of Women's Leadership Forum in Hendersonville, Tennessee, which is just north of Nashville. And we got to record a podcast from stage. In front of like 1,600 women. It was a ton of fun because we got to see their reactions. Although we had to like hold back on the awkward faces and things that we usually make while we're sitting in a room alone recording a podcast. (laughs) Let's just be honest. Yeah. And the weird sign language when we're like, you ask the next question. Like, no, it's your turn. Yes. Yeah. So... But we hope that you guys will enjoy this episode. It is with one of my favorite women, Selma Wilson. And you're going to hear her tell a little bit more about herself as we kick off the episode. Um, but just this is this is going to be a favorite, I feel like, for a lot of you. And if you are new, brand new to listening to the podcast because you um, heard the episode at the Women's Forum, I hope that you guys will enjoy joining us. Um, two things that I want to mention to you. One is the Women's Forum, Women's Leadership Forum, comes mm-hmm. around every November here in the Nashville area. There's information about the 2019 event already online at lifeway.com slash women's forum. Um, and so we'll be talking about that, I'm sure, again, over the next year before as we get closer to that. But if you're a woman in any sort of leadership, um, it'd be a great fit for you. And we had one other thing that we wanted to mention, um, and that was something that Kelly King um, actually just wrote a book. Yeah. And it released um, back just a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. um, called ministry to women. Yes. And so um, if you are in ministry in any capacity, leading women in your church, this is a huge resource for you that we hope that mm-hmm. you will go take a look at um, that will just help you walk through just some really practical steps and just right. a, that we call it an essential guide for leading women in the local church, because that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Um, it's just to help you walk out the thing that God has called you to do as you lead women. And so um, we'll link to that in the show notes today. We'll also link to the women's forum um, and just some things that Selma talked about, but enjoy this week's episode. Have fun listening. We're so glad that you guys have joined us for another week of the Marked Podcast. Today is really special, isn't it, Elizabeth? I'm super excited about this. I am too, because we are live. I mean, like... I know. We're it's crazy. We, we have an audience today. Yeah, Can y'all hear the audience? Yes. <laughs> this is Woo. so much fun. We are coming live from the Women's Leadership Forum at Lifeway. We're in Nashville, Tennessee, and just had the opportunity today to visit with one of my favorite leaders and one of the women that I respect so much when it comes to leadership, and that is Selma Wilson. Selma, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Yay! Woo! Woo! <laughs> yes! <laughs> We're so awesome glad to be here. here. Awesome Thank to you. Be here. Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, this is just so cool to be here. Um, I'm 62, five grandchildren. I've been around a while, and uh, in and God's great, uh, just His love and mercy. I was able to be a part of starting our Lifeway Women's Work in 1993, and I can't tell you the joy it is to come in and see you. Uh, uh, amazing gifts and just uh, just the incredible work that God is doing and is doing right now. So um, I um, 
I have a crazy story. Um, I was captured by the grace of Jesus Christ as a nine-year-old girl, and I haven't gotten over it yet. Mm. Uh, That is the defining thing for me is him. Uh, He has given me life and life abundantly. And I've been able to do a whole lot of things. Married my sweetheart. We've been married for 42 years. I headed off. Yay. We were awesome. 42 (laughs) years of marriage ministry together. And I had the opportunity to serve at Lifeway, the first woman to serve in executive leadership at Lifeway ever in our history. Uh, God has a sense of humor. I'm just telling you, he does. This country girl, I was raised on a farm with four brothers. That's why I can work with men. Uh, And uh, God, God, it's been his thumbprint, his journey. And I love this season. I've just retired from Lifeway. But you don't retire in kingdom work. And so just in this new season, the final season, and I want to finish the race well. But mm-hmm. it's a joy to be with you two young. Like, you make me look good. <laughs> you know, just young voices here. But it is my joy to be here and to be a part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yay. Well, we've been looking forward to this for a while. Yes. And honestly, Selma, um, you know, I look around here being at the Women's Forum and just know that you were such a key part mm-hmm. of all of this beginning and a key part of championing winning women in ministry. And so I just want to say thank you for that. Yes, thank you. It's God that champions Mm -hmm. us. It's been a joy. Okay, so you have led, and you mentioned a couple of these things. You've led in your church, you led in your home, um, alongside your husband, the workplace. And so how how does leadership, your leadership role, feel different in each of those areas? Because it does look different across the board. Oh, it does. And I will say, every one of you in this room are leaders. Leaders is about influence. And you're, you're having an influence. And God gives some of us more territory to influence in in different seasons of our life. And so in every season, the catalyst for your leadership is always the gospel. Mm -hmm. Always the gospel. Uh, Never move far away from the cross. (laughs) Uh, You go back there and just know what God has done for you. And then you step up. You step up with confidence. You're a daughter of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And, and uh, you just lead in the sphere that God has put you in. And, you know, God chooses our path and how he's going to use our gifts. Mm. And so, uh, you know, from the early days of my life uh, uh, in the church, the church was so much a catalyst for my own leadership development mm-hmm. uh, in taking on roles there from marriage and seminary and getting involved in marriage ministry. And uh, so much of my story as a 62-year-old woman was not what I set out to be. <laughs> Hello? Uh, God does surprise. He does, uh, he does control our lives, and you submit to that. But it has been, I tell women all the time, you don't want to miss the adventure of God in your life. Mm-hmm. You, you want to say yes before he asks the question. <laughs> There is nothing more exciting, uh, nothing more fulfilling than that journey that God has for us. Mm -hmm. And girls, you go, you go, and don't miss the race. I love it. That's awesome. Are there any principles, like, across all of those areas in Mm -hmm. which you've led that kind of apply to, like, leadership principles that would apply to all areas? Oh, absolutely. And I I, I I have this. kind of talked about some of them. Oh, there's so much I could say about (laughs) leadership, but but I have a story that I want to share that that, uh, really drove home. I just retired from Lifeway. Uh, The beautiful people of Lifeway, uh, many women, Faith Watley, who's here, Chris Adams, others, they gave me a big party. I mean, it was big. Mm -hmm. Beyond, (laughs) I mean, it was really huge. But let me tell you three leadership principles that I took away that I didn't expect. Okay. In every arena, and I I don't want you to miss this, ladies. It will be the little things you do that will make all the difference in the world, not the big things. Mm 
Now, vision's important, strategy's important. All of that's important, but let me tell you something that is that I almost missed. Three things. One, my daughter spoke at my retirement. My two adult daughters who have five of the most precious grandchildren in the world. Let me tell you, my daughter spoke, and this is what they said. Mom, we always knew, we always knew one phone call and you would be there for us. Mm -hmm. I told my girls early on in ministry, you need mama, you call me. I told the people that I worked with, I don't care who I'm meeting with. My family calls, I will take the call. It was a little thing, but I want to tell you it was a big thing, a big thing. My girls always knew they mattered to me, so huge there. Second, ladies, all the time we are asked to do things, and we don't know the impact. Dr. Tom Rayner, who's been the president of Lifeway, the leader that asked me to be on his executive team, when he came to Lifeway 13 years ago, I didn't know Dr. Tom Rayner. I knew of him, but I didn't know him. And only the way that God would work, I was asked to give a, an address at his inauguration. I was asked to speak on behalf of the employees of Lifeway. It was a five-minute speech. Five minutes. Have you ever been asked? No, five minutes, that was it. <laughs> that one five-minute speech, when I made it, he said to himself, she will be on my executive team. Mm, wow. A small thing that was a big thing. Finally, I would say to you, as the employees that I have had the privilege to work with at Lifeway, I got letters, I got calls, I got, I mean, it was just overwhelming to me. But let me tell you what stood out over all of it. You know what people said to me about my 28 years in leadership at Lifeway? This is what they said. Thank you for the time you came by the office when I was working late and you said thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the time when my mom had cancer and you came and prayed with me. Thank you for the time that you met with me to encourage me in my own development. Mm -hmm. Ladies, if there's any leadership principle that I've taken away at 62 is this. It will be the little things that you do in your home, in the workplace, and with people that will be the lasting thing that will have the most impact. And every one of us can do those things every single day. Mm -hmm. Huge leadership principle that I almost missed. But I'm so glad that God gave me that insight in the retirement years of mm -hmm. my life. So little things matter, and they matter big. So good. And just even, you know, Elizabeth, we were both at that um, your retirement party and got to hear all of that. And, and one of the things that stood out the most is people, as I just heard people talking is they say, Selma knows my name. Like she, mm -hmm. she knows who I am and she knows what I do. And she's interested in like, and I remember you and I had a conversation yes, just on the elevator a couple of years ago. And you, and I don't, I think I said, would you go to lunch with me sometime? And you're like, yes, yes. And like, we went to lunch and I took a notebook and I took notes the whole time <laughs> because I was just saying, I was like, I don't want to forget any of this. And if I just walk away, I'm going to forget. But just, you know, just taking the time to do things like that. It matters and it made an impact on my life and countless others, but those little things, they add up. And it's such a joy to see you here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, and God's got big things for you, girl. I mean, big things. But those are the things that matter for us. Mm -hmm. And as leaders, uh, yes, the, one of the number one things a leader's responsible for, and ladies, this is, in, this is in the home, this is in the church or in the marketplace. One of the things that sets you apart as a leader is that you're responsible for the future. Mm -hmm. You have to be the visionary. You've got to know the why behind what you're doing. Just, just practically, raising your children, 
what are you doing? <laughs> You're getting ready to send them out. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing in, in, in the church. You're developing other people that you're going to pass the baton off to. Uh, you, you've got to be thinking one step beyond now mm-hmm. all the time and always keep the why in front. So when I saw you on the elevator, for me, it was a strategy to invest in somebody that's going to have the baton for the future, and it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So remember that. So good. How would you encourage us? You know, I, I feel like one thing I've heard you to talk, you talk about a lot is personal leadership development. You yes. know, how are you developing yourself, taking time mm-hmm. to invest? And for a lot of you here at the Women's Forum, a lot of you listening to the podcast, you're doing, you're reading books, you're yes. learning, you're mm-hmm. gaining experiences. But what are some of those things that would be valuable to pass on um, as women are trying to develop personally as leaders? Oh, that's an excellent question. And uh, I, I led um, one of the breakouts here at the forum a few years ago, and it's interesting because a lady just sent me all the notes that I'd said to her on that. <laughs> that's kind of scary because uh-huh. you're like, what did I really say? Uh-huh. But let me tell you, ladies, here's something to put in your pocket. Own your own development. Mm-hmm. Own it. Mm-hmm. Own it. We, we are in, we're in um, uh, the Western world. We have more resources I mean, the women of the world do not have the resources that we have. There's no excuse for you not to learn and grow and develop. That's why you're here. So let me applaud you for even being here at this event, for this podcast that you're doing. You grow and learn. Uh, uh, You know, there's multiple ways to do that. Definitely be reading uh, God's Word first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have a choice between five books and God's Word, you pick his book every time. Uh, you make sure you're in the Word. You make sure that the wisdom comes from God. <laughs> and you want to be in the Word at all times. And then you, you soak up from other people. Make sure you've got those resources you're reading and listening to, but make sure you've got a list of people that you're meeting with and talking with. Uh, you, you need to be learning from other people's experiences and asking them questions. And uh, another thing that's about leadership development, you need to get out of the Western world. You need to put on your leadership uh, development that you're going to go and do mission work in other countries, mm-hmm. mission work in your neighborhood. You need to get out of your, your own environment to really see the world from a God perspective. It will make all the difference in the world in your leadership. So own that leadership. Don't make an excuse uh, that you can't grow and develop. Mm-hmm. And always do the next thing. Go beyond what your responsibilities are. And broaden that to serve people outside. If you're in women's ministry, you serve the children's ministry. If you're in children's ministry, serve the youth ministry. Do Learn the bigger picture of what whatever organization you're in and help serve it. And it will grow you and develop you in new ways. So good. I love yeah. it. Yay. I wouldn't have thought of the going outside on mission trips as being a leadership. Oh. Like a foundational principle for leadership. So yes, that's, that's opens your eyes to see the world. Yeah, very for sure, important for sure. So a lot of your leadership has been in positions with men as your peers. Yes. So how do you lead well as the only or one of the few women in your area? I get asked that a lot. Uh, <laughs> I thought you might. Uh-huh. And and I, it really is. Uh, I do think growing up on that farm with four brothers, mm-hmm. only girl. God, God was getting me ready for that, you know, and, and God does that. All of our stories are unique and different, but that was a part of my story. I'll never forget a leader at Lifeway that I worked with. It was, it was early, and early, and I was in my 30s, and he said, you're not afraid of me, are you? <laughs> 
And I just kind of like, what? No, I'm not afraid of you. And then he said, I, I bet you grew up with brothers. <laughs> and, uh, somehow brothers help you not be afraid of men, I guess. But uh, let, me, let me tell you, um, uh, this, this, is, this is the truth. I have been. I've been at the executive leadership table at Lifeway for many years with all men. I've served on many teams with men. Uh, the, the, the key for me is this. Uh, you see yourself as a part of the team. You're a part of the team. As, as, as being a part of that team, your goal is the team's success, not that you win. Mm-hmm. You're all on the same side. <laughs> and so that's, that servant attitude of being a part of the team makes all the difference in the world. You want the players around the table to win. And you're a part of that. Your voice matters in that. And I I have been honored and blessed to work with some of the most incredibly gifted and godly men uh, that are in in the Christian community anywhere around the world. I have been honored to serve with them. And uh, so I think as women, I I remember Dr. Rayner when I first got on the executive team. I mean, ladies, it was just a little bit little bit much you know and I'm sitting there around the table with these strong alpha males in fact Faith Watley gave me a book on alpha males to help me understand this and uh, you know and God's wired men the way he's wired them mm-hmm. and uh, I remember Dr. Rayner called me in after my first executive meeting and he said Selma you don't ask permission to speak you don't wait your turn I need you in the game. Well, he didn't have to say anything else after that. I was right in there with him. Mm-hmm. But I was like waiting my turn. I was being polite. Yeah. Right. Well, you, you know, no, I wasn't polite anymore. I was like, this is it. This yes. is what we're going to do. But uh, I, think, I think we have to see the body of Christ. God has called us men and women, young and old, to one mission, mm-hmm. to advance the gospel and proclaim his fame. And so when you have a mindset, when you work with men or women, we're on the same team. And uh, it just really makes all the difference in the world. And uh, I, I think uh, loving them, praying for them, respecting them because of the role that God has put them in. If, if God puts you close to other leaders, let me tell you one of the first things you're going to find out is that leaders are not perfect. Mm-hmm. You're going to see their flaws. As long as you're at a distance, you don't see that. Right. But up, up close and personal, you're going to see their weaknesses. Yeah. My husband and I call this in marriage the 80-20 rule. In most marriages, what happens is we start seeing the 20% that's negative, and that's all we see. When 80% is fantastic, and you have to make the adjustment to the 80%. That's the same thing when you're working on a leadership table with men and women. 20% are, we're broken. I, I've laughed and said we need to wake up every day and say we're all a broken mess <laughs> and not be surprised when we find people that are halfway together. Mm-hmm. When you work up close with your pastor, you're going to see his weaknesses. Mm-hmm. When you work up close with any leader, you're going to get to see more personally their strengths and their weaknesses. Ladies, make it a point that you're going to focus on their strengths. You're going to compliment them and pray for their weaknesses because we have them too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I have been honored, blessed um, to be able to have had the opportunity as a woman to represent you, the women in the body of Christ on leadership tables over the years. It's been my honor. 
So good. And I'll never forget earlier this year, I was in a leadership meeting and I got called out for apologizing for what I was saying. Oh. Like, and I, and, and one of my peers looked at me, he goes, Mary Margaret, like he like yes. put his good. hand down on the table, like slammed <laughs> on the table and said, Mary Margaret, do not apologize yes. for what you're saying. He said, you have a seat at the table and you have a voice. Say what it is you want to say. And I was yes. like, <laughs> like I kind of froze for a second, didn't want to say anything for about 20 minutes, but like, but, but I that realized, was so good of him to call yes, that out you. because yes. I have not apologized for what I wanted to say since, because I'm sitting there going, I'm at the, I'm sitting in our leadership team meeting. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. a part of this meeting. Mm-hmm. Like yes, I'm at right. the table. They've asked me to be here. And so I don't have to say, well, I'm not sure if this is going to work. I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this. Or it's like, I was giving this preface to sort of like soften the blow in case they didn't like it. Yes. And, right. and I just realized mm-hmm. it's not, it wasn't a wise leadership move to yeah. question my own ideas. <laughs> like before I even threw <laughs> yes. them out there. And so I'm grateful that somebody call. would, and would call a, me out on it. That's a great leader to call that out in you mm-hmm. because, uh, Ladies, we, we, have that, we have things to add to the table that are going to make it better. Mm-hmm. And we need to speak up. And that, that diversity is what makes the body of Christ work beautifully. Mm-hmm. And so uh, 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 men in our church, mm-hmm. uh, men in the workplace, they need us. They Absolutely. need our gifts, our perspectives, uh, and we need to speak up. What else would you say to the younger women listening today um, who are beginning their leadership journey? Like, how would you encourage them? Is there any, anything that you would say to, to women who are just sort of on the, the cutting edge of this stepping into what God has for them? I don't have enough time. <laughs> I, I, I want to get you all in a room and just hug you and then cheer you on and say, go, go. Uh, uh, one of the biggest challenges you'll have as a woman, no matter what your age, but as younger women, is discounting yourself. Uh, Be confident in the Lord. (laughs) Uh, This is the time. I love it. God sets above time. He Mm -hmm. holds all time. Mm -hmm. And ladies, what a time for you to be a kingdom woman. Amen. You have more opportunities. Even here doing this podcast, you have tools to reach the world with the gospel. Mm. What I'd say is go, go. Don't be anything different than what God has wired you to be. Don't look at somebody else's gifts and opportunities and want to be them. You be the one that God has gifted you to be. But I want to tell you, the kingdom needs every one of us in the game. Mm -hmm. Every one of us to step up and step out uh, and be what God has created. So, I I mean, every every woman in this room, I don't care your age, but it's for the younger. I mean, I just see decades in front of you. Uh, I want to, I'll say this as an older woman, I'm not a prophet, but I will say the persecution against our faith is going to get greater. Mm-hmm. Ladies, you go deep with God, but you stand up with conviction and courage because he is enough. Amen. He is enough. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in a world and in, in the world. And he, in our weakness, he shows up strong. Mm-hmm. Girls, I'm a country girl. It is hilarious why God has put me in the places he's put me. But in my weakness, it was God that was magnified. And so you run the race with him. You take your story, your gospel story, and you take it to the marketplace. People need Jesus. He's the only answer. He is the only way. He is the only truth. So get in the game. Be everything God. And I... I don't know all that God's doing, but the the tools that he's giving us today break down every barrier in the world to get the gospel to the world. Mm -hmm. It is our time, and this generation is going to do it. 
So run the race. Run the race. So good. I just want to just end there. I know. I was like, <laughs> but I we do have more now. questions. So oh, yes. we'll keep going. Um, what would you say to the women in the room that are in the same season as you are? Either they have just retired or are thinking about retiring. Mm-hmm. What about those women? What would you say to them? I want to get you in a room too. <laughs> uh, I love what some of the things that have been said. We need each other in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I do. Th- I'm in the final season. It's the final season. And we're to run the race all the way to the end. Hebrews says it so well. You fix your eyes on Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith, and you run. Mm. They're retiring like the word retirement. I transition from the leadership role at Lifeway to another season. Mm-hmm. It's another season. And so uh, to the older ladies in the room, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, you're needed in the church. You're needed mm-hmm. to pour into the younger generation. I, I was talking to a lady here earlier, and I said one of the things we have in the older season, uh, Scripture talks about the wisdom. We have the wisdom of years with God. We have the wisdom of more time to spend in His Word, and more time. That's what I love at this. I'm 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 able to spend more hours with God, mm-hmm. <laughs> more time in the Word. But all that does is equip us to speak wisdom and truth into the life of others. So. In this season, my grandchildren are a big part of this. I really feel called to pour into my grandchildren. I want them to be rooted in their faith, and I'm going to do everything that they'll know Christ in this season. Mm -hmm. But I'll be serving the church and serving women until the day I die. I think that's what we do. And so women, don't take a seat. Mm -hmm. You'll die if you take a seat. Mm -hmm. Uh, You step up in boldness. Do what God has called you to do. In this season, God may call you to write that book, lead that seminar, go be a missionary on the foreign field. You don't miss the adventure with God either. Uh, it is a wonderful time to serve him. And these younger women need us as older women. They need us to be prayer warriors. They need us to be their cheerleaders. They need us to block and tackle for them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's let's do it all the way, all the way to the end. That's so true. And, you know, we we really do. I think the next thing I was going to say is, you know, you are such a good cheerleader of, mm-hmm. of the people around you. And at your retirement party, you were cheering everyone else on. <laughs> and, like, I just sat back and laughed. And I was like, that's just Selma. Like, that's oh, just ma'am. so you. But how in, in what would seem like such a competitive environment, um, or we tend sometimes to want to compete against the women that mm-hmm. we should be cheering oh. on, how do we best navigate those types of situations when, when maybe our friend got the promotion or our friend, like something has happened and our friend got what we wanted or our, per, you know, and we want to be happy for them, but how do we cheer them on in situations like that without developing a competitive nature in it? Now you're getting personal. Well, ladies, at the end of the day, you have one boss and that's God Almighty. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, you submit to him. Yeah. If God has not given you something, it's because God didn't want you to have it. Mm. And you did, it, at the end of the day, it, it, in God's plan, it is whatever he wants for you. If there's a no, you need to trust him with the no. Mm-hmm. He knows. He, he created you. He's given you his giftedness. He's redeemed you. <laughs> you are a daughter of the King of Kings and your mm-hmm. eternity set. Trust him. Trust him. We don't see life the way the women of the world do that do not know Christ. Mm-hmm. Don't buy into their philosophy. We die to Christ. We follow him. 
and you run the race and you trust what God will do in and through you. So a no is a yes. Mm-hmm. A wait is, a, is exactly what God. I've learned at 62 that God's timing is always perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll let us get in front of him. And he'll just, he'll let us in his grace and mercy. And he'll be there to pick us up. But it's so much better for you to trust God's timing. Because uh, scripture, I'm just teaching a Bible study in, in Psalms and I love it. And it's like, what does scripture tell us? A thousand years is like a day to God. He holds it all. You wait on him. You, you uh, trust him. You step out in faith when he calls you. But this thing about competition is of the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's of the enemy. Oh, my goodness. We don't compete with churches. Oh, it breaks my heart. We don't compete with each other. We're on one team, one destiny, one goal, and that is to magnify the glory of Christ to all generations. So let's act like followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of, uh, sometimes we cheer each other on. Sometimes we have to counsel each other. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, that's a great question. You don't want to be... Uh, there's some books I could quote in the secular world. You don't want to climb the corporate ladder and get to the top and find out that's, that is not what God had planned for you. Yeah. He'll let you go there. He'll redeem it. But, but don't, don't let him redeem that mess. You follow him. Let him lead in God and uh, trust him by faith with the plans he has for your life. Mm-hmm. It'll be the best. That's so good. I get excited. I'm just I get like excited. I'm trying to think about what we're even going to quote on the I quote know. page because like, it's I had my the whole thing. I've been notes. Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> it's so good. And I was actually just talking about that um, in a breakout session I led about social media and how oh, yes. Romans 12, and I think in oh, some yes. translation it says something like "act like a Christian." That's basically what it says, and that's where that passage is oh, to I rejoice like with those yeah. who rejoice yes. and weep with those who weep, which I think is the key to encouragement exactly. and to cheering each other on. That's what we do on. in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, how, that's exactly right. Yes, exactly. I love that. So now it's time for right. the final question. Okay. What <laughs> has marked you? What has marked me? Uh, uh, what's marked me is uh, I love the church. I love the church. I love the church. Mm-hmm. The bride of Christ. Ladies, God gave us the church. It is our place to to do community, to do ministry, in all of our brokenness, in all of our imperfection to magnify the glory of Christ. Mm -hmm. As a nine-year-old girl in the church, I was taught the truth of God's word, and I I say this, and I, I want you to just let it noodle. I was captured by the grace of Christ and I haven't gotten over it. Mm. That the God of the universe would, would provide a way for me that through the blood of Christ my sins would be forgiven forevermore. Mm. I would be rescued. I can't imagine the life I would have had without Jesus. Yeah. I'm pretty strong, will, stubborn, type A, got all those dysfunctions, you know, gonna, you know, gonna get a witness yes. out here. Anybody? Yes. But God rescued me. Mm-hmm. As a nine year old girl, I became a part of the family of God. Ladies, look around this room. 
I knew at nine that I wasn't alone. <laughs> we have a family of faith. Don't ever let the enemy tell you you're alone. Our, our brothers and sisters are, are all over the world. <laughs> and that has been the thing that has marked me, mm-hmm. has been the gospel, the church, and God's word. God's word, it is true. Amen. And you need to know it. You need to know it. It is true. And there's so much more, but that is it. That is it in a nutshell, and that's true for every one of you in this room. Don't ever get over what Jesus has done for you. Mm-hmm. And you tell that story. <laughs> you tell it over. When I talk to lost people, see, you know, you get in conversations, but they cannot challenge your story. <laughs> they may have a lot yeah. they think, but when you tell them what Christ has done for you, they can't debate it. Mm-hmm. It is just real. So... Um, uh, you lead, you step out and do the thing that God has called you to do by faith. Uh, you'll never feel adequate enough. You can have 20 degrees and read 100 books. When God calls you, he loves for us to live by faith. He loves for us to say, there's no way that I can do that. And he said, great, you're in the right place. Now let's go do mm-hmm. it. And you just run after him in the joy of our salvation And ladies, uh, the community of the body of Christ is beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful. So make sure you're in that community. You're never alone. Thank you, ladies. Oh, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a blast today. Thank you. you. Oh, my goodness. Um, We're so grateful for you, for your leadership, and just the the path that you have set before a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And so um, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Podcast. We will see you next time. See you later. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MaryMargaretC and at EDHeinman. Use the hashtag MarkPodcast to connect with us. You can also find LifeWay Women on all social media channels at LifeWay Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifeWayWomen.com forward slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. We'll see you next time.